Alright, good evening everybody and welcome to the inaugural episode of Schumann Says. We're bringing it back. We're here on the glorious campus of Fort Union Military Academy. My name is Chip Chase and I am accompanied by the legendary Coach John Schumann. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Thank you for bringing it back. It's a great night and I know we're going to have a great, a lot of fun. I agree. Uh, you know, this show, for those of you guys who are just kind of tuning in and figuring, stumbling upon this, uh, Schumann Says has, has always been a uh, radio show uh, historically, and now we are kind of moving into the information age, so we wanted to update it, bring it to the podcast form, so that all of you uh, out there on YouTube can enjoy this uh, you know content and you know hear from the man himself. Before we get started, um, we have to talk about some changes here at Fork Union. If you if you are familiar with the school, you know Coach Schumann has always been the postgraduate football coach. He has recently transitioned into the athletic director's role. Uh, so how do you feel about that, Coach? What, what do you think about the job so far? Um, so far, I'm adjusting. I'm not adjusting well, but I'm getting better every day. Uh, we're trying to build a great culture here of um, getting all of our teams in the winning mode, supporting our teams, get them, uh, making them look good, making them play good, things of that nature. So uh, uh, this is my first time going through fall and winter sports. Uh, I came aboard last January 1st, so I did half a winter and all spring. But uh, uh, even though football almost killed me, uh, we made it this far. Hey, we, yeah, we're almost uh, at the end of the season here, and we're going to get into a little bit of the updates with the Fork Union Sports here uh, shortly, but before we get into that, I wanted to touch on some of the things going on around the sports world. Um, and the first one, foremost in my mind as a Nationals fan, the Nationals winning the World Series. Uh, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know this, uh, the Nationals won in Game 7. It is the first series to go uh, to seven games where every time the home team played at home, they lost. So uh, Houston lost four in Houston. The Nationals lost three in Washington. Um, it was a great series in my mind, and it's the first championship for the Nationals uh, organization. So um, what did you think about that, Coach? Yeah, it was definitely a crazy series, um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fans, uh, you know, teetering on every pitch. Uh, same way when you watched it, uh, every fastball, every breaking ball, every hit, every bunt just uh, put you on the – edge of your seats and it was great to watch uh steven strasburg uh, pull it out and become mvp it was great to watch um zimmerman do a great job and uh the uva guys do little they they did a good job so i'm a dc fan i like to uh the uh caps i like to follow them i'm a wizard guy and uh, i'm glad that um you know, uh, the Nationals won and the uh, Mystics won. So uh, yeah. I'm in on that, even though, uh, you know, our Redskins are a little bit down. If we can get them rolling or get uh, our guy uh, Dwayne Haskins fired up, I think it will be uh, be a great, great season there too. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the one, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and, you know, since you're so knowledgeable with sports in general, um, where do you think this puts DC on the map of the grand, you know, in the grand scheme of uh, professional sports? Are we a title town right now, or are we still we still haven't have enough success to, to call ourselves that? What do you think? I think that puts us right behind Philadelphia. Okay. I mean, they're close. Yeah. Uh, with the Eagles winning, that was a big. You know, when you win the Super Bowl, 
it's a big knockout. Yeah. I think we're probably a little bit distance from uh, Boston. Boston's got us uh, pretty good with the Patriots and Red Sox and the Celtics up there. But uh, we're getting there. If we can get Washington Redskins turned around, if they can get one in the next five years, then we can be talking about that. Because you what? Hey, um, Team Tennis now. Team Tennis yeah. in D.C. has won a few times. Yeah, so we got to give them that. Well. Yeah. And then Arena League, I'm pretty sure the D.C. Arena League um, won a couple. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we follow D.C. pretty good down here. And uh, – we're we're glad they're winning. Speaking of uh, obscure kind of sports, we got the XFL team coming too. Um, love it. With love. Cardale Jones as the quarterback. Yes, so sir. Cardale gotta Jones. Love that. XFL. Uh, uh, what twenty years ago, I watched XFL in the spring and loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved the way they handled the uh, possessions instead of kicking off. Fight for it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there uh, as we begin the new XFL season. And it's always great to watch our former players out there in the pros and uh, see how, you know, they can be capable and lead D.C. to an XFL uh, championship. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's primed to – I mean, you know, that league I think is set up very well for him to succeed. And, uh, you know, if, if you're unfamiliar, Cardale Jones was here um, as a postgraduate. Uh, and, you know, like Coach said, we love to see um, our former players out there thriving. So, yeah. Uh, in other news, some other Fork Union-related news, we have um, the news of Kevin Plank, the CEO of Under Armour, stepping down uh, as CEO. Um, good choice or bad choice, Coach? I think it's a good choice for Kevin. Kevin steered the company now for 22, 23 years. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good point in his life to go ahead and get some other people in there, see if we can uh, – Get that stock back up. Get the sales back up. Get the earnings back up. I think he needs to, uh, you know, take a break. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else get it done, and uh, work on his other avenues. Uh, he's in the racing. He's in the distilleries. He's in the uh, hotel management and stuff. So, uh, it'd be good to step back, take a breath, and uh, maybe even getting back down here and do some things down here. Being a distinguished alumni. For our school, he's up in the wall on the wall up here in the uh, mess hall, and uh, yeah, I think it's a good good idea, and uh, it's good for he and his family. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, the the stock price did take quite a hit after the news, uh, which is to be expe- expected. I mean, anytime a CEO steps down, that's going to throw some turmoil into the stock market, but it's already starting to dip back up. So we can hope that whoever they appoint to take over. Uh, will, you know, bring that thing back on. But, yeah, like you said, I, I, you know, I'm happy for Kevin. I think that this is a good opportunity for him to explore other things. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, Under Armour being a sponsor of Fork Union, uh, you know, hopefully they continue to have success. And, you know, the, the relationship between us is, is unmarred, I will right. say. Two football seasons ago, um, their corporation hosted us after our East Coast prep game. Mm-hmm. We toured the facilities um met many 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 people in their management so they're in pretty good shape um we went up to the summit they had a uh, football summit for their undeniable teams and we're one of the undeniable teams we're up there for two and a half days in baltimore uh they got the big e big e leading the undeniable team big e's the one that uh came up did the uh, phrase protect this house in the commercials and stuff so uh, we're, we're still, you know, we're thriving. We're, we got a connection there, and we're going to try to use it the best we can. Awesome, awesome. 
All right, so as we said, uh, we do want to spend some time touching on the news around Fork Union, and there is some great news going on with the sports teams. Uh, first of all, we have to mention that the prep football team um, this year has made the playoff for the first time in seven years, and right now we'd like to bring in the head coach of the prep football team, Mark Schumann. Pretty successful season, I'd say, yeah? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, what... In your mind, is is the main difference between last year and this year, or the years previous? Um, I would just say, you know, the togetherness of our team. I feel like we've come come a long way in that aspect of it. You know, our guys are kind of in it together. We always break on family, like we always have. But I feel like this year, you know, they're really bought in. You know, we got a common goal. You know, to win the prep league or go to state state playoffs. We've gotten the state playoffs, and we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, obviously this is my first year back. For those who don't know, I also coach uh, for the prep team. And, um, you know, I've noticed being here, um, the the closeness of the team is definitely, I think, something that you don't find a lot of places. And I think that part of that is being in the military environment, but also part of that is the culture that you've kind of tried to create here where it's <clears> – <throat> these, these are your brothers, you know. These are your the guys you're fighting with and, uh, you know – it has worked, uh, you know, so far. Obviously, you know, we've dropped a few games here and there, but um, big game this weekend versus St. Chris, uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. at St. Chris. Uh, so if you're in the area, please, please come out and support us. Um, but what do you think for this uh, game upcoming? St. Chris is going to be a good team, man. We faced them, what, I think it was the sixth game of the season mm-hmm. or fifth game, and, you know, they're physical. They're well coached. You know, they're always going to come out ready to play, run their stuff. And, you know, they're a smart team. But, uh, you know, if we, if we come out the same way, be disciplined offense, defense, I think we can do a good job, kind of kind of sneak up on them, give them, hey, we win it, we're in. So that's what we've been telling our guys every day of practice. Hey, it's just one game. Take it, take it one play at a time. If you mess up, that's the beauty about football. You got another play to, play to correct yourself and compete every down. That's what we're going to do. And, you know, we're going to go out there and give it our best, try to beat these guys, sneak into the um, state championship. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think uh, you know I think that this matchup is is going to be a good one for us. Um, you know, we've got a lot of pieces in place that uh, are kind of clicking at the right time. Um, obviously, we've had a few key injuries that you know you hate to see, but uh, like you said, I think um, the opportunity is there, and that's all we ask for. Obviously, at Fork, you just want the opportunity to play. Uh, if you if you're not playing, you can't can't continue. So, it is good to see. Um, what has the transition been like for you in terms of a, as a first-year head coach? So it was about, I think, January 15th, right after my father got appointed AD. Luckily, I was, you know, interviewed with everybody, got selected as a head coach. We started, you know, to kind of change the culture a little bit. We kind of went the college route and did a little mad drills, 5.30 a.m. workouts. Started with that in February to, you know, four weeks before spring break. So we hit those, you know, Two mornings a week. I think it was Tuesdays and Fridays. Mm. Uh, got out there early, competed as a team. Um, you know, me, myself and Coach Chef Appel, he did a really good job with us. You know, counting loaves, stuff like that, making sure guys are finishing drills. Um, you know, going full speed and stuff like that. That kind of set the tone. Thought it brought a little bit more excitement back heading into you know our little spring ball sessions, and then you know my first preseason. I was, you know, your first one, you always kind of got to feel it out a little bit, but. You know, after about the second day, we kind of hit the ground rolling and, uh, you know, led led into a good season. And so far, 
uh, obviously we're not done yet and we're trying to we're trying to do big things so I think you know first season could you know can always go better it's football imperfect game but um you know we're competing we competed every week up to this point and it got us in the playoffs so we're heading in the right direction yeah I couldn't nice. say it any better myself um so yeah again if you're going to be in the area it is at St. Chris in Richmond 1 p.m on Saturday so please come out show some support uh and hopefully we'll be playing next week as well so Tune in again next week, and we'll let you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, Coach, yeah, so uh, what what were your thoughts on the season, Um, you know, seeing Mark out there being the head coach? Uh, Most definitely. It was a great experience for me. Um, Going through the hiring process uh, last year, I thought we just needed to get younger on both teams, on our prep team as well as our postgraduate team. That's why – I stepped aside as a PG. We got young, energized, enthusiastic coaches now. The kids are responding to it. Um, they're climbing mountains by using the brotherhood of each other. They're all leaning on each other's shoulders. When someone's down, someone picks them up. Our coaches pick everybody up. So that's what I've seen during the practices, games, on the sideline, afterwards. Um, so it's been great in that. It's been a positive experience in that way. Now, there's been a few games – that I've probably lost a few lives. <laughs> I mean, I sweat on every play on both PG and uh, prep. People have come up to me and said, I've never seen you like this in your whole life. And I said, well, you know, when your children are involved, uh, it's, it's a different animal. But, mm-hmm. um, but Newark, I'd like to ask you a couple questions. Um, uh, give me the meaning of why, you know, it's so important for your team now to be in the playoffs and be – be a winning, have a winning season. You're five and four going in, and even if you lose or not or what, you're going to come out with um, some positive results. So just uh, give us a little talk on that. Yes, sir. I think it'll be great for the school as a whole. Um, obviously, you know, getting a winning culture, you know, back here at Fork Union, um, you know, it's great for the school. You know, give us some publicity. Being in the state playoffs uh, can always help admissions as well. So. So working in admissions myself, uh, our defense coordinator, Reggie Barnett, I think it gives us a little extra, you know, pep in our step to be like, hey, you know, we went five and four regular season, made it to the state playoffs. Um, hopefully, you know, if we win this week, we can get into that state championship and, you know, keep keep building on this thing here. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be great for, you know, the, the, the vibe around the school a little bit, bring some positivity back in our football program. And, uh, you know, I got to credit our seniors first and foremost. You know, I do – I coached prep football, you know, for my first two years here. And I've watched a lot of those guys grow up, you can say. So, you know, those guys did a great job in kind of stepping up, bringing these new kids along and, you know, having them a part of our family as well. And, you know, those seniors did a great job this year. You know, I was just talking to our chaplain the other day. One of my favorite memories, you know, winning those close overtime games, having guys like Miles Brickhouse. Carter Crawford, Xavier White, Elijah Hawks, all those guys, tears running down their face, happy tears because they've, you know, they've battled for two, three, four years, you know, been on the other side of things. And then being able to win those close games, come together as a, as a family, as a team, and getting those close Ws, I mean, it means a lot. It means a lot when you see your players, you know, crying tears of joy mm-hmm. just because, you know, they, they accomplished something. So, so that's a great feeling. But, uh, you know, school-wide, I think, I think it's definitely going to help us in the long run as well. Talk to me about your offense. I mean, uh, you know, when we hired you, I think there was a few, maybe not knocks, but just a few queasy people saying, 
you know, you got an inexperienced guy. He's never called plays, uh, never run an offense. And now here we are. Uh, your offense is averaging about 36 points a game. Uh, you got a quarterback who's thrown for over, what, 22 touchdowns. You got a receiver who has a lot. You have a running back that uh, if he's not a 1,000-yard gainer, he's going to be a 1,000-yard gainer. Um, and that's not taken away. I think your defense is strong as well. Uh, they've had some maybe some personal foul lapses once in a while. But, I mean, that's that's expected out of defense. But talk to us about your offensive mind and uh, how was it going into the season creating an offense? Obviously, uh, you know, I have some great coaches around me. Obviously, yourself, Coach Eric. You know, I like to pick the brands of everyone that I can get my, you know, get around. And so that, you know, coaching post-grad last year, um, I thought, you know, hey, why don't, why don't we bring a lot of the stuff that, you know, built this postgraduate program, you know, down with us and see how we run it. And I think we've done a good job. Obviously, we have some new pieces, um, you know, along with some old pieces as well that came back. But our quarterback, Alex Williams, had a good, is having a good season. Um, you know, as offense coordinator, you got to put him in the right – you know, right direction, right plays to get him to be successful in our wins. I think he has about 13 touchdowns and five interceptions. And our losses, you know, it's, it's pretty opposite, about 12, 12 and 12. So, obviously, when we can take care of the ball, um, you know, we can move the ball, put him in the right, right state of mind, establish a run, get the pass going. And I think starting with that Trinity game, that's what we wanted to do. Did a lot of 21 personnel, mix it up a little bit. And uh, you know, I was I was adamant that that week of establishing the run. So we went on went on a good run. Beat Trinity Collegiate, obviously, in three overtimes. Um, I would say my first year calling plays when you're when you're going into triple overtime and you got to score on fourth and goal during that first overtime. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say you're panicking, but your mind's racing. And uh, you know, obviously, we had some good good players to make that right. Um, you know, try to give it to Montego Moss, another great new player that we have this year um, you know about 44 yards away from 1200 yards in nine games receiving 14 touchdowns so they're keying on Montego um, Elijah Hawks that game kind of kind of saved us what all three overtimes so mm -hmm. so it was great great for an old guy like him to come up game winning touchdown there but hey, I'll tell you it's a different atmosphere when it's going into three overtimes you know they're pinned back trying to stop you on defense and you got to First year calling the plays, you just kind of hey go with the flow, just try to stay calm for the guys and hope it works, and that's what we did. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I went to Virginia Tech when Brian Steinspring was offense coordinator. He always loved to run the ball, so being an offensive lineman, that's what I like to do, the physical game of it. But hey, we got we got receivers, quarterback that can sling it, uh, receivers that are great athletes, make good plays, and hey, we're pretty pretty dynamic on that that offensive side and. Uh, you know, keeping Reggie Barnett as, as a defense coordinator, I liked his scheme. We had some new pieces come in on def defense. Uh, you know, Rockland Brown. Uh, we had the Miles Brickhouse. Uh, Eugene Satelli on both sides of the uh, O-line, D-line. And, you know, Carter Crawford up there in the middle, you know, wrecking havoc like he does. So it's mm -hmm. been a good year. Uh, you know, Coach Barnett has kept us in a lot of games. When we were pinned back, Trinity kind of stalled second half of the, you know, offensively. Our defense came up big, forced a fumble there at the end to get that win. So, you know, when, when we're when we're both hitting on the right right cylinders, offense and defense, we're a dangerous team. All right. Well, um, what about Rockland Brown? What's what's he mean to you? Because isn't he one of your first guys who have been offered 
to play next year somewhere in college? Yes, sir. So he got an Eastern Illinois offer. Um, you know, I try to send out as much film as possible on our guys, our seniors, some juniors as well. And, uh, you know, Eastern Illinois liked his film. Uh, they, they, they evaluated him. I think it was two calls. I got him on the phone. Uh, the second time he called him, they offered him on the, you know, right there on the phone. So that was a great, you know, going through that moment with him, with him was awesome. Um, you know, being there, giving him a big hug, you know, watching him, watching the excitement on his face, you know, transferring in from Northern Virginia senior year, just seeing him get that first offer, being, being one of the first players to get that was, was a great moment for us. Great. Um, what about, um, you know, with success, you went through this when you played, um, What's your plan? Like uh, you start beating people, and then you know around here you start beating people. They're going to start dropping you. Uh, do you have a plan of attack in case you lose a few opponents? Uh, best thing about the prep league, you know, you always have those those four games that that are always scheduled for great competition. And uh, you know, if if some schools, you know, if we get on a roll here, hopefully, and keep this thing rolling. If some schools want to drop us, you always just got to reach out, try to make some friends elsewhere to see see if they want to compete with you. And, uh, you know, hof- hopefully down the road we have that problem. It's always a good problem to have. But, exactly. Uh, that means you're winning, turn stuff around. But, you know, hey, we're going to we're gonna play whoever wants to play us, and we're going to compete with them, you know, every game we play. So, right, as you're saying, just remind yourself that uh, running the ball and defense wins championships. Yes, sir. Keep that in mind as you get into the war on Saturday. Yes, sir, we also have a big war uh, Saturday afternoon here at home. Jiree Prep is coming in to face our postgraduate team. It's always a big time, big time uh, game. So big time players got to make big time plays. Yeah, we're all looking for. You know, obviously it's going to be tough uh, where uh, the PG or the prep team can't be there to support, but. Um, that game versus Jiree is definitely going to be something to watch. So, again, if you're in the area and you want to come check out some high-quality football, I, I highly encourage that um, with Jiree Prep coming in. That game starts at 1.30, Coach? 1.30. 1.30 right here. Kickoff at Fork Union. So, also, uh, now that football season is wrapping up, we have the FUMA P- uh, Prep and PG basketball teams getting ready to start their season. I think PG had a game last night when and they won, moving to 3-0. and um, what can you tell us about the PG team, Coach? Uh, our PG team played uh, KOA prep last, uh, last night out of Maryland. They did a fabulous job uh, controlling the tempo, uh, backdoor cuts, hitting shots, uh, dominating pretty good, beat them 80 to 40, 40 point win. They're heading out tomorrow to go to Virginia Tech to play Virginia Tech's JV. Thing about, we don't have much uh, height, but we're long. Hmm. Uh, we look like a you know a, a Syracuse type team. Uh, we got long slash players. We got good long forwards, and uh, you know we're gonna play hard. We're gonna run our offense. We're gonna play defense, and we're gonna stay with you for four quarters and wear people down. So uh, pretty impressive start. Matt Donnie is doing a great job. Tom Cotto is doing a great job. Uh, getting everything organized, being his assistant. And uh, we, we look forward to uh, – we have a military circle here at home, which we're going to see some national elite uh, teams come in. We got our own December tournament coming up. Uh, it's going to be some great teams there. And then we're going to be on the road uh, playing some great teams. So uh, PG basketball started, and uh, they look to be a fine team. 
Yeah, it's always, you know, PG basketball is always an exciting time. You know, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I definitely do enjoy watching the PG basketball team um, when they're here, especially with the brand new court that we have. I mean, that thing is just so nice. Um, so, yeah, it should be exciting. You know, again, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated on uh, the season as it goes. It's still early right here, but, you know, again, as it goes on, we'll continue to update you. Um, Mark, as a former Fork Union PG basketball star, I mean, not PG, excuse me, prep basketball star, Yes, sir. What do you what do you think about the uh, upcoming season for the prep basketball team? Uh, I think we're heading in the right direction. Obviously, we have a coaches coaching change there as well. Ben Delisandro, uh, I think you know he's starting starting you know getting his guys ready to go. Mm-hmm. Getting that you know he's he's trying to change the culture as well for basketball. And I think I think we're heading in the right direction uh, with his background there and coaching. Um, and also you know having having played for Coach Donahue, who's now the postgraduate basketball basketball coach uh, I think I think he's gonna have another great season as well um, you know one one too long ago where I was running up and down the court that's him him being my coach so uh, you know me and coach Donnie have a good relationship uh, you know I think coach Alessandro helping out last year with junior prep here I, I think, think I think he's, he's on, on the right track, track as well, well. I'm, I'm excited, excited to see, see see both teams play you know obviously, obviously coach Donnie you know, know keeping up his good work getting these guys ready to play, and then Coach Alessandro as well, just seeing him, how he works with the guys, you know, personally, and then how he's done his offseason off season as well. I think they're on the right track. Yeah, the thing that I've been interested to see in, you know, coming back to Fork Union um, is the kind of cooperation between basketball and football. Um, you know, they're doing their tryouts right now, but obviously we're in playoff mode. Uh, and he's been very accommodating with that, letting our guys be at practice, and we're also accommodating, letting them try out. So um, I think that that's going to be good overall. I think that the the meshing between the staffs of the different sports um, can only help us in the long run. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what both basketball teams do this year um, with this whole new regime change and all that and the new gym. I think things uh, should should be looking up for, uh, for us at Fork Union again. Stick stick with us each week. We'll we'll update you periodically with the updates as basketball season continues. Not a whole lot to really talk about other than the speculation as the prep team really hasn't even dr- done tryouts. Uh, PG team still in their early season. So check back with us next week. We'll have a different update. We may even be able to get uh, one of those basketball coaches to come on and talk about it. Uh, 55 total. cadets have tried out for various wow. teams. And so for the winner. A, right. 55 cadets have tried out just for basketball alone. Wow. Uh, our swimming roster is set with 18 swimmers. We have one diver. Um, our wrestling roster is up as well. They yep. probably have 22 to 25 guys. Um, they should be strong this year as well. Coach Dean Hall is leading that program. Uh, football has set the tone. I think the core is enthusiastic. They have some momentum because of what the football teams have done. And that's carrying on into the basketball, wrestling, and uh, swimming areas. Uh, our track will, you know, we got cross country championship tomorrow, and then we go to indoor track. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, you know, you're going to send 15 to 20 kids to indoor track, so we're going to help that. So, uh, all in all, I think on campus the spirit is up. We got to keep that spirit going. We got to keep the momentum going. Capitalize the football momentum into the basketball and these other sports so we can keep going. Yeah, it's a good time to be involved in Fork Union sports. And it's a good time to be a fan, too. I mean, we've got, yeah. you know, everything's starting to look up. So, uh, you know, make sure you're coming out to the games, supporting. Uh, and if you can't make it, most of the games are shown on YouTube, so check it out there. 
um, or just check out the highlights afterwards. So uh, that's pretty much all the things that are going on um, in the Fork Union sports area now. Uh, again, check back next week for more updates on that. Uh, we want to end the show here with a new little segment that we decided to uh, start that's going to kind of highlight some of the history of Fork Union sports. It's something that isn't really talked about enough in the wider sports world. I mean, we here at Fork Union all know the stories. We all know the players. We all know the people who have come from here. But there isn't enough uh, people on the outside that really know about that. So we kind of want to expand the knowledge of some of this history. And today what we're going to do is start with one of the first teams that Coach Schumann coached, the postgraduate team of 1983. What can you tell us about these guys, Coach? In 1983, I was a two-year assistant here working under um, Red Pulliam, Bob Meerhead, Dave Haney, Pete Pfeffer, and Pete Brown. Uh, I was O-line and D-line coach there. Bob Meerhead was defensive back coach. Dave Haney was receivers. Pfeffer helped me with uh, O-line and D-line. We walked out there the first day. There's Don Mikowski at quarterback um, showing his – Great athletic ability. Here's a guy, Don, could have played uh, three sports in college. Could have been a great track athlete. He, he played on our PG basketball team that year after football. He led our team, uh, that 82-83 team, to an undefeated uh, season. The only blemish they had was a tie with Penn State's JV team, 22-22. Uh, we had some local guys, Jeff Farmer. Uh, from Madison. Uh, he was a great player. We've had uh, Lawrence White, a six foot three, 235 pound free safety that played in Coach Mearhead's scheme. We were all man to man scheme with our free safety who had to read the backs out of the backfield and take care of screens and things like that. And Lawrence did a great job. Uh, we also had a great running back, uh, Duffel. Uh, he visited with us last spring. And uh, he was out of Willingboro, North Car- uh, New Jersey, and uh, went off to North Carolina. So, uh, it, and they're they're a good brotherhood too. They have stayed together. They've come back for some reunions, and uh, they do a lot of things together. Uh, class of '82, '83 is leading the pack with AD club members. They have rallied around, and uh, uh, I got 22 of their team members in our uh, AD club. We got Jamie Broadhurst. We got Dickerson. Uh, we, we got a lot of guys. We got a lot of guys. It's uh, it's easy to join our club, and it's good to uh, bring back some rapport and some guys, some alumni, so we can get some rallies, get some things going. But uh, it was a special bunch. Uh, their schedule, they played VMI's JV, Virginia Tech's JV, Naval Academy, East Carolina, Penn State, UVA, James Madison, UNC. If we could play a schedule like that with our PGs, <laughs> Uh, now it would be truly an amazing, amazing year. So, uh, yeah, my, times have certainly changed. I'll say that. Um, but you know, I, I'd like to bring back that that uh, AD club thing because it's it's pretty awesome to to me to hear guys that are that far removed from Fork Union who came here as postgraduates, only spent a, you know at most a full year here. I think back then everybody was a full year, um, but still they only came here for a year, and yet they are all willing to come back and give back to the school. Um, you can't say enough about that. I think that, that that is one of the things that makes this place pretty special. Uh, the fact that they're all willing to, you know, at least a good portion of them are willing to uh, come back and, and help the the future is, is key. And, 
you know, when we were tossing around which team to talk about, that was the first one you mentioned, and that's the reason why. Um, teams that, you know, again, t- make an effort to come back and give to the, to the future of the school. Uh, can't say enough about it, and we really do. We really do appreciate that that support. Yes, sir. We have Clark Barnes. He's in. Um, uh, Robert Beavers is in out of Chicago. Jules Clifford, who runs a, a video situation up in D.C. Robert Dickerson, Steve Dolan, Mark Dubay, John Duffel, Charlie Edwards, his whole family. Uh, his son is playing on the prep team right now. Mm-hmm. His wife's in it. Everybody's in it. Uh, we got Robert Grant. Shout out to Robert Grant. He just got married last week. If it wasn't for you being in the AD club, I would not have known that you've gotten married. Um, John Priori, whose son uh, is the starting quarterback up at uh, University of Rhode Island, threw for over 300 yards against Virginia Tech a few weeks back. Chad Percy's in it. Rich McMahon, whose son played for us two football seasons ago, is now is at Clemson. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good group. It's a group that has fought and stayed together, and uh, we, we hope to bring them back soon. So let me ask you this. What was uh, Don Majikowski like as a cadet, like outside of football? Um, how, how did he respond to the whole military lifestyle? And, and was he a leader? Was he just, a, you know, kind of a guy around? Or, or what was the deal there? He was a leader, but he led by – he was such a powerful athlete that he demanded respect from everybody. Mm-hmm. He could pick up anything, a golf club, hit a golf ball 150 yards with no problem. He could – uh, dunk a basketball, he could uh, pole vault, he could run in sprints. So, and he, you know, he had that, he had that way about him. He was that Joe Cool quarterback that nothing bothered him. He could just walk out. He had ice water in his veins, walk out and uh, participate. And, you know, I mean, back then when you got PGs, high caliber high school players, there's, you know, those Sunday pickup games or those uh, uh, off off games on the weekends, you know, it allows you to strut your stuff. And he did a good job. And I'll never forget, Don, I was checking out his room the last day here, and he just looked at me with a twinkle in his eye and said, Coach, I'll see you in the pros. And then when he made the pros with Green Bay Packers, it was just mind-boggling that the guy gave me a wink and said, this is a deal. I've had a few of those occasions where these high-power guys have said, hey, uh, Steve McGuire, coach, you'll see me on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 1989, I think it was, he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's out there in the hallway right now. So, yeah, uh, Mikowski, he's pretty, pretty smooth dude. Yeah, it's, it's funny how those those high-caliber athletes tend to kind of know, hey, this is really this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be the guy, so be prepared to watch. Me. And, you know, Lawrence Waite was a guy that, you know, when when he got off the bus, everybody went, oh, my God, who's that guy? <laughs> and he was, uh, you know, started a, a trek of uh, a long line of great athletes down there from Nottoway High School. But uh, uh, Lawrence Waite was basically the first true – Big-time athlete I ever witnessed uh, with body, size, speed, and so on. I mean, the relay team that we formed out of this group um, butchered the Auburn's relay with uh, with uh, Bo, Jackson. Bo Jackson. Wow. Just blew him right off. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's a good group. And uh, they're giving back to us. They're leading us into a uh, great promised land. So uh, we're, we're fired up about it. 
Yeah. Um, and again, you know, if you're out there listening, uh, we do appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, Coach, why don't you go ahead and tell the people listening how they can help support by joining the AD Club. What is the AD Club? Our AD Club is an organization that will, um, if you donate to our organization, we are going to offset budget responsibility by trying to get our athletic teams whatever they need. If they need extra food, they need extra clothing. If we need to buy a bus, we need this a surplus of money so that we can go out and get it and keep this momentum going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to get online. Just go to our FUMA athletic website, hit donate, scroll down to AD Club. Uh, it's 100 bucks. We're not asking for much. We're just saying, hey, let's get like a Letterman Club or a club together like NC State, Virginia Tech. They have 24,000, 25,000 people in their uh, sports activities support groups like uh, Clemson, IPDE, you know, I think that their team means, you know, donate something in a multiple of three, which we're not doing it. It's like, give us a hundred bucks. So if a kid needs something or we have to provide a scholarship to get a kid back, we can do it. If we need to, uh, like our scoreboard just went out two months ago, we were able to get some AD club money together and match it with some other money and get a, a brand new scoreboard. So we're just trying to get a, you know, an auxiliary fund together through athletics to help our teams out and uh, help our school out. If we can uh, replace anything athletic off the budget line, then that helps our school grow in other areas. They can get more computers for students or bring in more quality uh, teachers. So Mm -hmm. it's just something, too, to raise some and rally some guys. Uh, Last year we went to Charlottesville, had 22 guys join our AD club for a little outing. We're trying to hit Richmond. Um, We're going to probably hit D.C., just get some guys together and talk to them like, hey, get our coaches up to say we're in the playoffs in football. We did a better job in soccer. Our basketball seasons were great. Now we're in the spring season. We, we might need some uh, lacrosse socks or something, and we'll be able to provide that. So, yeah, good question. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, and, again, you know, if you do choose to support, usually you'll get a T-shirt, so uh, maybe a hat if you want. Um, it's not like you're getting nothing. But, again, more importantly, you're helping us – provide for the students and that's really what this is all about this is not for us this is not for the coaches this is to make sure that we can give the kids what they need to succeed and that that is always the top priority um i think the best thing the ad club did last spring was we bought a grill and we started grilling out uh, in the springtime for post-game meals that kept the teams together around mm-hmm. us a hot dog and hamburger with some cheese uh lettuce tomatoes and mayonnaise uh got the spirit up and uh because of that, I think we had a better retention rate than what we would have done. If we would have just said, here, take a box lunch and get out of here so we can run home, yep. I think we would have been in some uh, dangerous waters. But uh, that was the first thing we did, and it worked out great. Uh, we did some grilling out for uh, JV, junior prep football this year, and some soccer. Once we get in uh, now warmer weather, we'll do it again. So, uh, you know, just here and there. Trying to get better every day. Yeah, every little bit helps. Um, Again, if you want to help support and join the AD Club, the link will be in the description below. Make sure you click that and check it out. Uh, Mark, while we have you, um, is there anything coming up on the horizon for admissions? Um, So we do have a Veterans Day Shadow Day on Monday, obviously, uh, November 11th. 
And so, you know, I think our last shadow day, we had about 21 families come. So nice. it, was, it was, you know, a great outing on our part. Um, you know, Colonel Billingsley does a great job being the director of admissions, you know, keeping us keeping us in line and, uh, you know, making sure we're working hard. And, and that's, that's what we do every day. But uh, November 11th, I think right now we're close to 10 families signed up. So we're going to have another, you know, kind of strong out, outing there. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited, excited to get that event going on Monday. Good. So if, if somebody out there is watching and they want to get some admissions information sent to them, where do they go to find that? So you can go to our website, ForkUnion.com. Uh, I think it's, you know, the first tab under admissions, uh, request information. You can fill out that information or just give us a call. You know, my office number is 434-842-4206. And then uh, Colonel Billingsley's is 4205 as well. So, uh, you know, c- close in number range, but just go to our website, ForkUnion.com. Uh, go to the request information page, uh, fill that out. We'll send an email to you with everything you need to know. Um, and uh, I think right right below that tab is you know apply for enrollment. So uh, awesome. You know right there in the admissions page, you can you can get your forms you need. Uh, you know, math and English recommendation character questionnaire. Uh, you can can find that right at our website and uh, get this thing rolling if you need any information. Awesome. And and just like with the AD Club, all those links will be in the description below along with the phone numbers. If you uh, are interested in Fork Union, um, check us out. Come come check out the website. Uh, set up a visit. Again, November 11th, we have a shadow day, which would be a good opportunity. Obviously, it's kind of short notice for most people out there, um, and you may be watching this after that. Uh, but definitely the website is a good resource for you, and um, you know you can call Mark here anytime with admission questions. I always see him up there working hard. So, Especially, uh, too, if you're a veteran, our Veterans Day ceremony starts off at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful ceremony. We're down in the uh, Veterans Memorial area. Uh, this year we're going to be in a uh, kind of like a formation around. We have veterans and faculty, everybody seated. we got a great speaker, a veteran speaker. So if you're a veteran, shout out to you and come on by. Give a shout out to Sandy Wenzel, who's down there in Savannah, Georgia right now. He's a veteran of foreign uh, wars, and he's with the 95th Bombing Unit right now with a reunion down in Savannah from now until the 13th of November. So shout out to him and uh, shout out to all our veterans. Awesome. Awesome. Again, uh, that's pretty much all we have for the first episode. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Again, this will be a weekly podcast with myself and Coach Schumann. We'll try and bring in more guests like Mark. Uh, we'll talk about you know, international news, <laughs> sports news, and then we'll talk about what's going on and keep you apprised as to what's going on at Fork Union. Um, make sure to tune in next week, and uh, we will see you then. All right.